Dolphin Wealth Management, Inc. and Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Centers for Disease Control and or any other government agency. COVID-19 has put the world on edge. The situation isn't good by any measure, and the economy is on its knees. However, today we're going to focus on the positive aspects of this global pandemic. We will talk about some of the opportunities that have arisen in this situation. In fact, I want to give my opinion about what might very well be the opportunity of a lifetime for many people, but which I'm afraid most will not cash in on. You are about to listen to an episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Each week, co-hosts Dan and Tony We'll explore topics about finance and retirement. It's fun, informative, and most of all, useful to those who are interested in retiring successfully. Now, let's begin the show. Hello, and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio, not live, but remotely from our uh, from our homes. Tony and I are recording, so if you do hear my children or dog, in the background that's where we're doing and the times we're in tony and today i want to change the narrative flip the narrative as i say and focus on the positive aspects of this global pandemic what do you say <laughs> it's hard to even say the f- sentence positive aspects of the global <laughs> pandemic i love that <laughs> sentence but you know what there actually are and you don't want to be insensitive to people who are really suffering right now. And there are a lot of people going through hard times, but we want to help those people. And there are some things out there uh, that can help people stay positive, And there are some positive outcomes. Uh, so uh, I see some positive things happening. I see this bringing people together. And I'm glad you picked this topic today, Dan. I really want to talk about this with you. And I've seen personally a lot of positive things that people are doing and can do uh, even during this time. And you know that I like to keep things focused on the financial and retirement aspects, but I think we might have to go a little outside that. But I will say there are some financial opportunities here and the opportunity of lifetime. Well, I'm going to save that one for the end because I think that's that's I want to end with the opportunity of lifetime and talk about that. But. The opportunity of a lifetime. I I can't wait. And uh, it's important information for everyone to know. So uh, that's exciting in and of itself. And I imagine that aspect will be financial. But in the meantime, can I start us off with the single most positive outcome of this global pandemic? For, for your from your perspective or for you from personally? my pers- for me personally. All right. I'm interested. I'm not wearing pants. Uh, <laughs> I have no well, way of confirming or denying that. I'm not wearing pants. Well, now that I am recording in my home studio every day and not going out, uh, I don't have to get dressed up. Uh, to me, that's a positive. I can wear shorts. And by oh, I'm, oh, oh, and oh, I don't want to. Yeah, let's not take it too far. When I say I'm not wearing pants, I am wearing shorts. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, and normally, I would ha- always have to wear pants. You can't go to work in shorts. Uh, you can't go into the radio studio in shorts. They don't like it. So right, right. The people yeah. I work with, uh, you know, prefer everyone wear pants. 
Uh, I like to call it my short pants. I'm wearing my short pants. Your today. short yeah. pants. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That is a bonus for me as well. I usually wear <laughs> pants and I'll even sometimes wear a tie, but I'm not wearing either of those. Today. No, I, yeah. I bet not. I'm in t-shirt. I'm in a t-shirt and shorts. And me too. if you're, so that's a positive aspect for me. And I'm, I, I know I'm, I'm more simple and, and with the seriousness of the situation, we hate to make, make light, but there's so much seriousness and doom and gloom out there. Uh, I think we need a little levity and look at the bright side at least once during this thing. And for me, I'm a simple person, Dan, as you know, uh, that's what it takes to really make me happy. The knowledge of, hey, I don't have to get dressed up. I can wear shorts and be comfortable. I love that. (laughs) That's a good point. I think uh, we can have some levity here before we get too deep into the levity, though. I do want to talk about some of the actual financial benefits here. Um, and then we can get into the levity, <laughs> but you started sure, us down a good path. We're, we're going good. down a sure. good path. So yeah. besides not wearing sh- pants or wearing, you know, being able to wear shorts <laughs> all the time, one of the things I realized that, um, see, I think a lot of people are realizing now is the true importance of an emergency fund. Like we've talked about in the past, you have the emergency fund, you know, some say three months of expenses, six months. And I'll have conversations, especially with people that are close to retirement. They'll say to me, listen, you know, 40,000 in the bank, that seems like a lot. I mean, I feel like I'm missing out. Like, I think I could invest that and do better than, you know, 0% interest. And I'll often say, you know what, you just, sometimes having money in the bank, the feeling you get from that is enough to make it worth it, knowing that you got you got some money readily available. God forbid we go into a pan- global pandemic, and and I'm and sure enough, here we are. And I have a feeling those people that have that emergency fund are, are a little less stressed than their counterparts that didn't have an emergency fund. Well, yeah, and you don't want to be. You're not the kind of guy to say I told you so, but you've been preaching that have three to six months of an emergency fund saved up and for a long time and had people listened and the clients that you've worked with on that went now that this is hit if they're furloughed or laid off or unemployed all of a sudden because of the pandemic boom there you go they have money to live on because they have that fund so uh, this is just one this this is an example you can use this as a positive to get back on track and say okay i'm gonna get serious about this now right and you know, to bring it back to your wearing no pants, the um, <laughs> Warren Buffett said, you know, when the tide goes out, it's a chance for you to see who's not wearing pants. And, That's true. Right. So you get to see who didn't have an emergency fund. And it's not, I'm, I'm, you know, the, the unemployment checks will come eventually, but the stimulus checks, but they might take a while. You know, it's a logistical nightmare for the government to get this done. And I don't even want to go into that. But, you know, it would be a lot easier if you had that emergency fund, which a lot of people don't have and live in paycheck to paycheck. But right. what the emergency fund does is give you that breathing room so you don't panic. It also gives you an opportunity, because if you think about it, another positive that's come out of this economic turmoil, this this global pandemic, is that the stock market has tanked. And so there's some stuff that's on sale. And sometimes you have to go backwards a few steps to go forward. If you look historically, we've always come back from this. And I don't want to do, we've done a show on already on the economy and the stock market and how to handle the crash going forward. But in general, if you had some 
dry powder, as we call it, or some cash on the side, whether that's in an emergency fund or or um, just sitting on the sideline waiting for something like this to happen with the stock market, you're in a better spot. So for people that have the emergency fund, yet they don't need it because their job is stable and they're okay right now, maybe that emergency fund can be used to capitalize on the stock sale, you know? And maybe that stimulus check won't have to go to pay the the rent or the groceries. Maybe you can invest it. Um, so there are some positives to this financially. Um, it's bringing to light the importance of planning. It's bringing to light the importance of an emergency fund. And it's also allowing an opportunity for people to start investing going forward at a lower rate, at a lower price. Uh, I know it's not the greatest exciting thing, but I think it's worth noting. Well, it definitely is worth noting. And obviously, if you do have some money sitting on the side, maybe you've got a CD that you can access or you're you just got a tax refund uh, that you don't need to live on. Boom. You could buy some uh, stocks when they're on sale, when they're right. down so low. Right. Yeah. Or invest in that health savings account that you never put money in that you always heard about. Um it's an opportunity. Um, there's Roth conversion opportunities. I mean, there's plenty of financial opportunities and there's going to be probably dozens of, of other advisors talking about those on their shows. But I want to, I want to bring it back to some more of the positives, not as a way to capitalize because we can talk all day about that, but there's something else that's been happening, Tony. I think this is a great opportunity. This isn't the opportunity of a lifetime, but I've seen, and I don't know, maybe you can tell me honestly, your situation, I've seen, and in, in my own family, we're spending less. Our spending is down. And for a lot of people that have lost their jobs or that are temporary furloughed, they're forced into budgeting. They're forced yep. to start thinking about the things that we never want to talk about. They're eating out less. Yep. There's less discretionary spending, more essential spending. And people are And that's really actually good. The, all those are positive things, really. That's exactly right. I think it's this getting is America back on track financially. Are you experiencing that in your family? Are yes, you... we are. Yep, a hundred percent. Now, groceries. I was noticing that just yesterday. You know, going out for groceries and risking your life, <laughs> literally, to get groceries is tough. But when you bring it back to your house, you mentioned your daughter made a meal. Like, when's the last time that happened? When's the first time that happened? Well, you know, she's done it before, but it's been a while. Uh, and now she has the time. And last time we went to the grocery store, we got the ingredients. She looked up a recipe and said, get these items. And then she cooked us an amazingly elaborate meal. I mean, like you see these chefs prepare on television. It was just amazing. Uh, this chicken dish with sauce and rice and all these spices and uh, it was amazing really how many, good how many are in the family that ate that meal well five there's five of, of us five of us my wife and i and our three children yeah now imagine if you went out to a restaurant pre-virus and you got that same meal for all of you would you expect it would be over 200 bucks oh yeah easily and i'm 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 thinking that it was less than that uh, it was a lot less than that. Yeah, it was like not even close. Yeah. I mean, maybe there was $15 of ingredients in there or 20. And the positive thing of this, Tony, and it's not just the, the monetary savings because that's that's immediate. Yeah. But I have a feeling that you would rather spend 
$200 to have your daughter do it than $200 to go out to a restaurant and do it. Oh, much. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's just a family experience too. Right. It's really good. It's good for her self-confidence. It's good for the whole family. And yeah, yeah, it's amazing. And obviously we're eating every meal together now and mm-hmm. families that didn't ever do that are doing that for better yes. or worse. Some people think, well, it's tough and you know, don't always all get along, but you know what? For my family, I think it's very helpful, uh, to spend this time together. And, you know, you have your own corners you can go to or you can go outside for a walk. So I think you can still get away from each other if you have to. But uh, the forced togetherness is helping some families out there. I know that. And I think that, I mean, maybe divorce rates will go up because people are spending time with their spouse that they never done. They never have, you know, because they work. <laughs> well, so if they don't know how to handle it. I mean, you know, my wife and I have been married almost 27 years and it's like. Yeah, we, I mean, we know that, you know, we, we can't sit next to each other all day, you know. Right, uh, right. It's too much. Yeah, you know, I'm working downstairs. She's working upstairs. I have the downstairs office. So we're still in our separate jobs all day. So, uh, you know, if you work things like that out and we, you know, for lunch, we might go for a walk. If we, if, you know, our work permits, we'll take a walk at, at lunch or in the afternoon. You know, I, I think spending time with family is a positive that has come out of this and maybe it'll change the behavior of people going forward. But I I don't know. I think that having, um, financial, Oh, there goes my dog. Look at that. Having financial, um, speaking of working from home. Yeah. The financial (laughs) benefits. uh, I get to spend more time with my kids and my dog, my dog. Right. I mean, yeah, exactly. Maybe, and I save some money maybe doing that by less spending on food, going out, less impulsive spending on things that I probably don't need, focusing on what's truly essential, which brings me to my next point, Tony. Oh, by the way, a lot of people, they're they're in their own home. They're, they're forced to not leave the house. Right. I'm spending more time virtually with family and friends. Oh, Really? Yeah, in fact, you mentioned something to me before we started the show that how when you were in junior high, there was a group of you who used to get together and play cards. Yes. Tell, so, tell, tell our listeners about that. I think this is awesome. Well, I grew up at a time we used to play poker all the time um, growing up, junior high, um, high school. And I used to play with my my friends and then when we all went to college, you know, we get together during breaks and play. But then when we, you know, when we get married, moved, moved out of the state, had kids, it's like we haven't really gotten together. And in fact, we have since we have been under this house arrest, for lack of a better term, we were able to get eight of us, eight of us together. And we found this online poker place to play for play chips. And the beauty of it is we got on one of these uh, video conferencing softwares and all all of us were on camera talking to each other we didn't miss a beat because that's just the way that we were you know as guys it's just easy to just pick right up uh, even though so much has changed for a lot of us um that to me is i don't know i don't know if i could even put a monetary value on that it's just so it's so positive to do that i i, I it's that's that potentially is the best thing that's happened during this crisis for me was connecting with some old friends. Um, it, I, I, 
And that would have never, that probably wouldn't have happened if it were not for the coronavirus. It would not have happened. Absolutely not. Because we wouldn't have had the time and we wouldn't have been forced to be all around. You know, some, you you think, oh, it would be great. It would be great. But it just doesn't happen until something like this forces it, which I think is really, really a huge positive for us. And I've, I I got my dad on video chat. I had him install it. That was a fun doing that over the phone here, dad, click on this. To, what do you see? And you know, him describing a technology device. He doesn't know what he's looking at. I was still, I was able to pull it off. So he's able to chat with his grandkids all over two different States. You know, diff, you know, it's just amazing. I think it's great. I think it's awesome. Well, and if our listeners out there uh, want to talk to you about, you know, the opportunities that are available right now, financially, or, Hey, they're in a tough spot. They want to talk about, you know, getting a spending plan in place or getting a plan to make sure they're going to have money yet when they retire or what to do with their funds during this time when the market is down. I know that there are strategies and tips and tools you have for them. uh, And you are still willing to meet with people over the phone. I know you're doing uh, online meetings with your clients and with listeners as well as phone meetings. Uh, how do our listeners get a hold of you? Yeah, the um, I have three different s- systems I use. I use Skype, I use Zoom, I use um, Ring Central. So I have tools to do it. They just email me or call me and or just go to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and connect with me online and I'll set up that web meeting. Or a lot of people just want to do a phone call, especially my clients, they've seen me enough. They're like, all right, I don't need to see you anymore, Dan. But for people that are new, We'll do a web meeting, and I think it's a great way. I love it. Um, so there's some positive coming out of this. I might connect with people that normally wouldn't want to drive to my office or doesn't don't want me to come to their house, and this might be a perfect opportunity to open up new connections with people. So I'm trying to stay positive about it. Um, I think that's great. Uh, and what's that number again people can call? Uh, the easiest way, because now if you call it, if you call my main office line, the local number, I'm not there. But if you call 888-508-5935, you can connect with me wherever I am. It'll ring my virtual home line or my cell phone simultaneously. So it's it's pretty good. Uh, 888-508-5935. Um, now, Tony, I want to talk about what I feel is the biggest opportunity of a lifetime. What's that? Okay, I thought I thought it was the sale on stocks right now, but that's not the opportunity you were talking about. There's no, another opportunity. And that is, you know, and coming from a financial advisor or a wealth manager, retirement planner, you, you could make a case, oh, this is an opportunity because the stock's down and we could do it. Right. I don't know the bottom, by the way. I, I'm not going to sure. try and pick it. Um, and you could make the case it's an opportunity to connect with your family or it's an opportunity to change your career focus or spend more time improving yourself mentally or physically. But that's that's not what it is uh, that I feel is the major opportunity. I'll, I'll say it like this. This virus will pass. This this crisis will pass and we'll look back on it and say, what could we have done differently? And there'll be people that say, oh, I should have bought uh, Boeing when it was at its lowest or something like that. But I see this as an opportunity. And, and you could say, oh, well, maybe I could tax loss harvest or improve financially. But I see this as an, um, and the opportunity, this is the, the big missed opportunity will be for people to become grounded 
or to realize what's important. The opportunity now is to become happier, more grateful person going forward. That's where I think the real opportunity is. Yeah, to make yourself a better person and give yourself a better life. And for most people, we're so uh, stuck in the rut. Uh, just, uh, you know, uh, you know, stop this thing. You know, life is just moving at, at a breakneck speed. And so we get caught in these ruts and we can't get out. Uh, but now we're forced out. We're out of the ruts. <laughs> and some might think because we're in the ditch, but going into the ditch got you out of the ruts. And now is a chance to change the way you're going to navigate so you don't get into the ruts when you get back onto the road. I, I guess I'm, I'm trying to think of a good analogy, but I see what you're saying is this is a great opportunity to better ourselves. And we see it happening already all around us. I mean, you know, we're seeing instances of I know the Massachusetts, uh, the far right wing governor of I think it's Massachusetts is working with the far left wing governor of New York uh, and to help each other uh, in this crisis. They're sending masks or something and ventilators to each other or gloves. I forget what it was. I saw it last night. And so you've got finally you've got uh, Republicans working with Democrats uh, to get things done, at least on some level. Uh, that hasn't happened in a long time. I'm going to say mm -hmm. almost 20 years, probably. I don't know. So, yeah, I, I think it's amazing uh, that it's bringing people together. And I think people are helping each other. I think it's going to end up bringing the best out of us. It's so sad that it took such a tragedy to do it. But let's take that opportunity of a lifetime to better ourselves. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And it's a common enemy. So we have a common, uh, and that happens yep. for us to come together as a country. And on top of coming together and helping other people, which, by the way, we've done shows on being grateful and helping others actually improves your own self and financial self. Um, I want to take it even deeper, Tony, as a personal thing and say, it's time that people start to realize, and maybe this will be the, the time that, that a lot of people make that switch, that money isn't the answer. It's we're more than our money. We're more than our job. We're more than our professional status. When you're when you're at home because you can't go to work or you're laid off or you're furloughed or you you're an NHL star or an NBA player and you're home doing nothing, you'll start to realize what is important, hopefully. Like is my job truly that important? You know, um, I see people around me passing away. I saw one of your, one of your, you, you posted a band member of a band that you follow recently. Oh passed yeah. Away. Fountains of Adam Schlesinger. He was young, right? One of the great songwriters of our time just could write an amazing pop hook and was the main songwriter and uh, bass player for Fountains of Wayne, who had the hit Stacy's Mom, of course. But he's really known for writing That Thing You Do, the song from the movie That Thing You Do. He wrote and helped perform that song. So he wrote that track. And that's one of the hookiest songs you'll ever hear, right? If you've seen that mo Tom Hanks movie, That Thing You Do, uh, with the band The Wonders. Uh, he wrote that. And uh, yeah, he was only 52 and supposedly no underlying health problems, but he got the coronavirus and it killed him. He died. He passed away two days ago. And and that kind of thing allows you. I mean, it's a tragedy. Uh, 
but maybe it, it puts things in perspective. Maybe it's like, well, do I have when I when this thing passes, do I have to go back to working 16 hour days? Do I have to try and push, push, push to make more money? Maybe not. Maybe being home and seeing that, hey, I don't need to spend all this on frivolous stuff. I'm I'm perfectly fine making X dollars. My family bonded and we spent more time and had more fun when my daughter made us dinner than going out to that fancy restaurant. Like these types of things, you know, maybe my professional status isn't important. Maybe I don't have to freak out if my dog is barking during my podcast. You know, little things, it adds up and you start to question maybe um, this is an opportunity to realize that it's not all about money and power and wealth. It's it's more about just spending time doing the things you love to do. And I'm hoping that this, as tragic as it is, might be a wake-up call or an opportunity of a lifetime for people to change the way they approach life and money and their relationship with money. Maybe. I don't know. I think that yeah. is truly the opportunity. Yeah. I would agree. And I think that is the opportunity of a lifetime, Dan, and we need to take advantage of it and uh, turn this negative into a positive in any way possible and not get caught up in all the neg negativity and you go outside, take a walk, spend some time, you know, do new activities with your family. Um, but great show today. Some real positive outlooks there. Dan, uh, we're almost out of time. Why don't you let our listeners know one more time how they can get a hold of you? Yeah, sorry to get all philosophical on everybody, but uh, I think it is truly, I'm, I'm being completely upfront when I think that the money is going to be secondary to the other aspects of life right now. And, um, you know, uh, but you can't miss an opportunity to improve your financial situation. You know, you have time on your hands. You want to talk about it. Now's a perfect time to plan. Yeah, you, maybe you got hurt. Maybe, you know, in the past things didn't work out, but let's go forward. And I'm willing to meet with you over the, online. Eventually, we'll get the chance to meet in person. The easiest way to do it is to go to dolphinfinancialgroup.com or call me 888-508-5935. Tony, great to do a show with you today, even though we're miles away and uh, you're not wearing pants. <laughs> That's true. I've got the shorts on. Thanks, Dan. Great show. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Dolphin Financial Radio with our host, Dan Wendell. The topics on this show are wide-ranging, yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement like me. If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request your topic or to share your opinion. Dan Wendell or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Dolphin Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.